Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. Now on with the show. Hey, good evening, everybody. That was Lissa D, a brand new video from Lissa D, my guest tonight. We're going to get a lot more into that when I introduce her in just a moment. But welcome to another empowering episode of The Unstoppable Singer. I am Danielle Tucker. I'm a singer. I'm a vocal coach and your host tonight. Uh, the The Unstoppable Singer is a live interview style show where we dive into the lives of real professional singers who have achieved some incredible feats in their careers. And we explore the challenges and the triumphs that come with the light, a life under the bright lights. And we learn what being unstoppable truly means to them. So if you're passionate about music and the stories of remarkable artists, then you're in the right place. So stick around because I'm about to introduce my amazing guest tonight, who you just saw. Uh, Brace yourselves for the 
extraordinary evening with Lissa D. Lissa's journey through the world of music is truly inspiring. Hailing from New Jersey, her parents' passion for music ignited her own artistic journey. She recently hit her stride in San Diego's vibrant music scene on her solo adventure. Beyond music, Lissa is passionate is a passionate advocate for mental health awareness, a fitness enthusiast, and a champion of women finding their voices. Her mission is both empowering and inspiring. So join us as we celebrate Lissa D's journey, her achievements, and the power of music and advocacy. Lissa D, welcome to the spotlight tonight. Thank hello, you. hello. Hi, what an intro. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. That was very uplifting, Great. so I feel less nervous. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm very worthy of a great introduction and love, love, love your new video. I can't wait to talk all about it. Um, that's really uh, how we connected is because you you have this new video out that you're promoting. Um, but first, why don't you kind of just give us the scoop on what's going on in your career and your life right now? Where do we find you today? Yeah, so today I recently left my nine to five, which was a very scary thing, but I just decided it was really time for me to get serious. And um, my voice coach, Taylin Ray, also really encouraged me that, you know, I could do it. So it's been a little bit scary, but a lot of really great things have been happening. Um, the video, like you saw, I just had a release party at the same location where we shot the video. So I got to kind of show my friends my new genre, um, which was really exciting. And I have a few shows coming up. So I'm just kind of planning out my year. I'll be going to Nashville. And I have just a lot of exciting things that I now have time to do. So I'm just, I'm ready for it. Wow. That is exciting. Congratulations on everything. And, um, I'm so glad that you mentioned, uh, Taylin. She's, she is in the chat tonight with us. Love you, Taylin. Ooh. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for connecting Lissa and I as well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so let's go ahead and just jump into the video because we've already seen it. We can already see how great it is. Just tell me all about um, how this video came to be, how the new song came to be. Yeah. So Empty Bottle, let's see. The song is about mental health struggles that I had and, you know, turning to the bottle quite honestly, when I was pretty young, because I went through a lot with my family. And I just really didn't know how to deal with my emotions as a young woman. Um, while both of my parents were um, very loving, they were a little bit absent at the time, because they were both going through a lot. So um, I just, you know, didn't have songwriting, didn't really know that I could write, wasn't um, into fitness like I am. So I definitely use social engagements and drinking and partying as my outlet. And looking back, um, it's just, it's so, you know, inspiring to myself to see that I could have really turned my life around. So Empty Bottle is a metaphor. Um, the chorus says, you know, you're never going to change. So it's just a metaphor for being able to do that. So mm -hmm. the song, um, I wrote the song with Taylin and another songwriter, Greg Montanti. And we sat on the floor in bean with bean bags. And we just we had such an awesome session. Um and it was just so much fun. And after that, we recorded with a couple of session musicians who were just the most incredible people I've ever met. Um, James East, Nucci on the drums, and Greg was on the guitar as well. Mm. Um, so it was just really magical. I'd never, I'd never done um, anything like that. And for anyone who doesn't know what session players are it's 
players who you give them the music that day, you tell them the vibe and they just do it in like 20 minutes. And before you know it, you're all grooving. You're just like, wow, this is, this is it. This is happening. I have the chills. Ah, so mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a magical feeling. I'm sure you've experienced it where you just don't know what's happening, but before you know it, a song is being made. Um, so that was the amazing recording experience. Um, I was fortunate to have been able to have an incredible lead guitar on the song who is touring with um, Garth Brooks that was also um, introduced to me through Taylor. So I'm just so grateful for her. Um, so it just, it was kind of unfolding in just such a magical way that I felt like a video had to be done. It was like, mm-hmm. this is not, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, with the song and like the, the vibe, I was like, I need a speakeasy. I need mm-hmm. something dark and moody. And seven grand has been, such an iconic place and just so cool and I I've always felt magic when I walked in there so I was like oh I wonder if they'll let me do it and and they did all I did was Mm -hmm. ask which is something I really used to be afraid of doing because I would get you know rejected a lot um and they said yes so I asked them, I was like, all right, I have a location. I have a song. Now I need someone to film it. So I just asked an incredible film studio in Oceanside called Cinematic Art and Sound. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll do some of the work. You know, this is an incredible opportunity. We can film it at this bar. Let's work together. And and they agreed to. So it was such a fun experience. And I hope I can do many more that are just as amazing. Wow. That's that is an incredible experience from start to finish. And just just all the way from the writing and seeing your idea, your concept come to life then to go into the studio and have that it is truly a magical experience when you have something in your mind you know how you want it to sound but these musicians they've never heard it before but they just magically pull it together you know through just pure skill and talent it's it's really incredible and then you know to take it to the next level with a video like you have is just uh, amazing. So I'm, I'm super happy for you and congratulate you on all of that. Um, I'm curious to know, is this song a single for you? Is it part of an EP or an album or what's in the works? I have a lot of songs that I've written and some that I've recorded. So I guess it could be an album at this point. (laughs) I was, I was saying EP, and then now it's just turned into so many more songs that it might as well be an album. So yeah. right now I have about seven songs. Um, my next song that I'll be releasing is called Johnny Said, and that one will be out, I'm hoping, in the next few months. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. That's great. And how are you promoting the video now? I- I'm assuming, do you have it distributed on um streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music? I do. I've just been trying to promote it a lot more. Um, And I know it will happen and it takes time. I'm just thinking this video is so good and I can see it being played in a show like Yellowstone or something that's, you know, got that vibe. So mm-hmm. those are my goals and, and I really want to make it happen somehow. I've just been emailing like anyone. <laughs> I just spent all day. That's, you know, my new nine to five. So <laughs> like, nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. You mentioned that um, you have some gigs coming up. Um, 
are these gigs like original um, shows for you where you're doing all original music or some covers? Uh, what are those like? There'll be a mix of covers and my originals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you go and out with a full be, band or is it usually just yourself? It's a mix. I do have a show with a full band in December, um, December 9th at seven grand, which is the best place ever. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited because that's going to be the first time I've played live with a full band in about a year. Mm -hmm. So, wow. yeah. Oh, something to look forward to. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to know a lot more about you and what led to um, such an incredible experience that you've just had. Um, let's go as far back as you can remember and <laughs> tell me what your um, what ignited music in your life as a young person. Was your family musical or how did this journey begin for you? My mom was an opera singer. Um, she still sings as a passion, but her goals were were really, you know, she aspired to be at the Met and and just do really great things with opera. Um, it didn't exactly happen that way, but she always was singing and involved in groups. So that definitely inspired me. And my dad is not musical, um, but his family is. So a lot of memories I have growing up are us during the holidays playing music together, um, singing the Chili Peppers around the Christmas tree, which is weird, but I actually Great choice have for Christmas. A, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo. Oh, so that's kind of why I have it. it just reminds me of my family. Um, so they inspired me to pursue music, but I wouldn't say any of them, you know, thought that my dreams would be as big as they are. So it's just probably a little bit random for some of them at first. Um, but when I went to college, I I did, you know, go for a music major my first year. Um, I went to an all-girls school when I first went to college on the East Coast. Mm. Um, it was very interesting. But I got a really big scholarship that year. And I was like, whatever, I'll just do it. And it was, it wasn't, you know the college experience that I really wanted. So then I ended up transferring to Penn State where I didn't do a music major, but I learned a lot about film. Um, I did a communications major and learned about film, um, journalism, law and telecommunications, which definitely tied into music. So it was very, um, it was good. I, I do kind of wish that I went to a more music driven school, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> what was happening in your uh, life at the time during college? Were you still involved with music or were you just focused on your studies at the time? I, I was kind of doing little things, um, like little gigs at coffee shops and, and things like that, but I wasn't very focused on pursuing it because I just kind of felt like I didn't know where it was going. I didn't want to be a music teacher. And I was just kind of thinking, what am I going to do with this? Um, and I didn't believe in myself at the time. So that's, you know, kind of where it was on pause for a little bit. And after college, I started songwriting. Mm -hmm. So I just, I started to work on music again. And someone said to me, you know, have you ever written a song? And I just was baffled. <laughs> I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> and then I started just writing and uh, ideas were flowing and it was really awesome. And that's, um, 
definitely a therapy, I think. And it really helped me to center my feelings and cope with a lot of the emotions that I had growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Definitely a wonderful outlet to have and a healthy coping mechanism for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So after college, what happened then? Um, After um, where did the songwriting lead to for you? I worked with a, a person in my hometown. His name is DJ name is tie dye Kai. He's actually, um, doing really well now. We worked on a few songs together and that was still back in New Jersey. And then I moved to California kind of out of random because my friends were encouraging me to, and I visited and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So was it, did you, was it for music? Were you thinking, uh, if I'm going to really do this, I've got to get out to California or was it for other reasons? For sure. That was yeah. my drive. I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. And California feels like, feels like the place that yeah. it's going to happen. Um, New York city right next door though. I know. That's what everyone says. They're like, why didn't you just go to New York? I was like, I don't know. California's a lot, a lot. The weather is a lot better. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to get out of the snow too. It was, yeah, it's so cold there. So I was over it. (laughs) Um, yeah, Yeah. but after we get out to California and what happens then? I came out, it took me a little while to gain the confidence to try to meet people and, and do open mics, but finally I did. And after doing a couple of open mics, I, um, through other people met my old band Blazing Jane. Okay. And we, we had an awesome time together. We, recorded two albums and we did a lot of different little festivals and shows and um different like little videos and it was really fun so about a year ago we decided to part ways and i you know after meeting with taylin and everything she was just encouraging me like you can do it why don't you just write your own songs. You don't need, you know, to rely on a band because I was really just afraid. I was like, what's going to happen? (laughs) And she was like, you can do it, you know? So I just started working on my own songs and recording them. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of my journey up to now. So, yeah. Okay. So you said, so getting into that's, that's such a like courageous <laughs> and bold step to take to move clear across the country. Um, I I'm making an assumption that you didn't know many people out here because you said you, <laughs> you had to like, you know, get into networking, but to just kind of come out with a completely clean slate and, and build, you know, from, from the ground up, you know, that's gotta be like, scary I were you scared to do that I was I was yeah it was really really hard I know I'm smiling (laughs) but it was really hard (laughs) Um, yeah um I did kind of leave out so my parents you know they were always driving me to auditions and different things that I wanted to do for music, whether it be, you know, on an audition for a college. Um, my dad drove me all the way up to West Virginia from New Jersey. It was like seven hours for mm-hmm. me to audition for the music program and just different things that, you know, people would offer me something that would be a scam. And so my parents, you know, especially my dad, he was not very excited to hear that I was moving out to California to pursue music mm-hmm. because he just saw me, you know, struggle so much. And I wasn't confident with my voice. So I don't think I was a very good singer until the past 
few years, honestly. So he probably was thinking the same, like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was really hard. And it's still tough because, you know, not to have my family here. They understand what I'm doing, but they don't really understand the mountains that I've climbed. So I just, you know, I hope that I can do an East Coast tour to really show them what I'm all about sometime. Yeah, definitely. Um, how long have you been out here in California now? Mm -hmm. um, it's been like five years, I think. Oh, okay. So it's, it's yeah. been a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned that in the past year or two, and I'm sure this has a lot to do with uh, the songwriting leading up to, you know, releasing the video and everything that you got your stride in the music community. So I imagine that means that you feel like you're, you're a part of the music community, that you're kind of thriving in the music community. What were some of those steps that you feel you were taking that kind of um, brought you to this place today? Uh, was it, you mentioned some open mics, um, you mentioned working with a vocal coach, but what were some of the actions that, um, that, you, that you took that led to here? I, at first, when I was just kind of going to open mics and I didn't know anyone, I was talking about my music any chance I got. And um, how I met one of the members from my old band was from mentioning something at a barbecue. There were some people that I didn't know and someone said, oh, all I do is work and produce music and I'd never met him and I was like oh I'm a singer and then uh -huh. <laughs> we started talking and then we actually made a song together too and then he introduced me to his friend because I I started reaching out to him and then some people I met at like guitar center or something to see who would be interested in forming a band so it was really just just taking the steps to put myself out there, which is, uh, as you know, really scary and vulnerable sometimes. Yes, that really is hard to do. But it sounds like <laughs> you have a history of making some power moves like that. So that's that's a really great <laughs> quality to have, even though it is scary. I mean, I think I think that's that's it's a good example that you're laying out for everybody watching is that, you know, Underneath it all, I think ultimately we are all scared when we're making those power moves, but just making them anyways. And your story really exemplifies how, you know, just the smallest little occurrences, the smallest little events happen, like meeting someone and hearing them mention that they're a producer at a barbecue, simply introducing yourself and how that leads from one thing to the next, to the next to the next, you know, it's really amazing. That's how networking works, just getting in and immersing yourself and um, going out and just being genuine, making friends. And uh, you do, you really have to talk about yourself. And if you're, mm -hmm. if you're not a super extrovert, you know, that can be um, even more challenging. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So you, um, we learned in your bio that you are also into fitness. Tell me how that fits into your life. So I, in high school, was a cheerleader. And I also did musicals. I didn't mention that. I did, you know, musicals in high school. Um, I never did the singing, though. I just did backup uh -huh. singing. I wasn't trying to be a lead because I was scared. But <laughs> I did cheerleading. Um, which was pretty competitive because we did competition. So I kind of, you know, considered myself an athlete, but after, after high school, I didn't know much about how to apply any of that to a real workout. <laughs> so I didn't know about fitness or anything. Um, so I kind of would go to the gym and, and things like that. But I def definitely didn't have any experience, 
you know, weightlifting or anything. And um, I also would, you know, just play like softball and soccer and stuff. But that was, again, not really things that I think you could apply to your daily life. (laughs) Um, But after, you know, I moved out to California and I was trying to really focus on music, I was trying to center myself and find things that I like and things that, again, would give me therapeutic feelings. So I started getting into yoga and I started getting into fitness. And um, this year I competed in my first bodybuilding competition, which was, (laughs) it was crazy. I can't believe I did it but it was, it was really fun. It taught me a lot about discipline and food and, you know, what, what you really do and don't need as far as like, you know, sugars and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Alcohol. um, I couldn't drink for the entire time that I was prepping for the competition. So I wouldn't say at that point in January that I had any kind of a drinking problem. Um, I'd say I have a healthy relationship with alcohol now, Mm -hmm. but that was definitely something that put me to the test. You know, I had never done a six month thing where I couldn't drink any alcohol. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was really awesome to, you know, not ever wake up hungover or mm-hmm. not feel bloated or anything like that. So I, I also really loved that because I was just thinking, wow, you know, in college I would drink every single night and mm-hmm. it, not that I was ever drinking alone, but still it, it was definitely not healthy. So now, yeah, just, it's all relative in, in becoming, I guess, who I want to be and mm-hmm. the fitness. I would love to do another competition, but it, it took so much of my focus that for the last month or two leading up to the competition, I just, I could not do a lot with my music. So I learned to love it and love that I could compete like that. And, um, do well as a natural athlete is what they call it. Someone mm-hmm. that doesn't take steroids. Um, okay. <laughs> natural got, athlete. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, I got fourth place in two categories. So that was just cool. And I was like, you know, this is just showing me that if I pull my mind to things that I can really do it. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the story. <laughs> That is amazing. I love that. Um, you, we also learn in your um, bio that um, you are a champion of women finding their voices, and you're, you know, you you have a mission to empower and inspire. Um, can you tell me more about that? Like why why that's personal for you, and why you feel like you want that to be um, a part of uh, your journey in music. Sure. There's a few things um, that I mean, or there's a few reasons why I want to empower women. Uh, One of them relates to me dealing with misogynistic and sexist comments and treatment at my jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I worked for two solar companies um, in my, I guess, professional career. And I just never had the same treatment as men and always felt like I was being treated like a little kid, like I was always inferior. Um, if I ever wore anything tight, not that I would wear something inappropriate, but if I wore something form-fitting, I would feel eyes on me or something. And I just didn't like that. And I just, you know, in that regard, want to empower women to 
not allow that treatment. Um, mm -hmm. Going through that definitely pushed me to quit my job more because I was definitely experiencing that at my most recent job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to be a voice for women in that way and tell them not to allow it and don't put up with it because no one should feel the need to have to be in an environment like that. Right, right. It's, it's epically frustrating to have to deal with that because it's your workplace, you know, and you, and, and we just assume, you know, we should feel safe. We should feel comfortable to be in an art, in our environment and not feel like, uh, you know, an object you're there to do a job. You're there to get the work done. You're there as, you know, an equal. Um, and it, uh, a lot of times it doesn't work out like that, you know, and mm -hmm. e even when you have very uh, well-meaning coworkers, um, uh, there, there just are certain people that just don't have a, an awareness of what, what their actions, what their words can, um, do to you and, and how that they could, that can make you feel, um, as you kind of bring this mission over into music, um, I think this is a great discussion because as, as female artists, you're really, you're putting yourself out there. You know, you are, you are on display. You're, you're, you, you are a visual and you're audible, you know, where we have all, so many of the senses, you know, involved in this. And so, you know, as women, we, um, you know, we want to look great while we're performing. Um, we want to evoke certain emotions, you know, and sometimes that can be sensuality. It can be, it, it can be a lot of different things. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm curious to know, like, what your thoughts on that? Like, how, how as a female artist, do you feel um, you can put yourself out there, be who you want to be, um, but also set set that, you know, that boundary or set, set the expectation to be respected, you know, for, for who you are. And, and, you know, and I, I'm a, obviously a firm believer that, you know, we should be able to dress however we want to dress, you know, mm -hmm. however you want, but you should never be made to feel inferior or, or that, um, that you don't have boundaries. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? I, as much as I hated the treatment, would tell myself, this is gearing you up for bigger things, bigger, mm -hmm. you know, things in my music career that I will need to stand firm and not allow, you know, anyone to even see that I'm insecure or something like that. Mm -hmm. um as far as performing and and that side of it i think a great way for us to combat it is definitely not drinking a lot at a show and just kind of remaining professional and showing people you're there as if as you know or you don't mind that they're there as a fan but you make it kind of a quick high and bye and thank you so much mm -hmm. for coming. And it's difficult for me because, you know, a lot of friends want to buy you a drink and, and want to hang out with you. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a fine line, but as I've, you know, grown and been in situations at shows where I have had way too much while I'm performing or right after to the point where I don't, you know, I just, I don't remember all the people that I was trying to say hi to and things like that. It's, it's mm -hmm. more important to just remain professional and like your true self than allow it to maybe get, get to that point. Mm, that's really, really great advice. I think the point that you're making, you know, as we wait on the world of men to learn to control themselves and not mm -hmm. put that burden on females, 
I, I love the point that you're making that we, you have to be your own protector. You have to be mm -hmm. your own bodyguard. And um, I like that you have ideas ahead of time about how, you know, you want to conduct yourself and how you want to protect yourself. But I think that that branches out into so many other areas, uh, you know, in the music industry that can be at a live performance, you know, after the show, before the show, during the show, mm -hmm. uh, and it can be in the studio. It can be, you know, when you are, um, meeting new contacts, um, mm -hmm. and when, you know, we're just, we're in this business where, um, a lot of, artists are lured into production situations with promises. And, um, I think that that puts you in a, um, a tough situation because when someone is making a lot of promises to you, it can potentially, you know, make you feel like you owe them something or that, you know, you're kind of at, at their whim and, and can lead to, you know, vulnerable situations. But, um, you know, I, I love, the advice that you're giving. And I think it's good for mm -hmm. young um, female and male artists to hear this, that mm -hmm. prepare yourself ahead of time, you know, know yourself, know what your boundaries are. Think of some some potential scenarios that you might find yourself in and how will you respond? How will you act? You know, like for instance, you know, after a show for you, you know, even if you have had drinks, you know, you, you, Maybe it just means that you need to be with a group of people that you can rely on, mm -hmm. you know, that can look out for yeah. you and, and, and help you out, you know, um, but also just knowing, you know, you're, if, if you're not interested in talking to people, you're just not interested and you don't really have, you don't owe anybody anything, right. any conversations, you know? So yeah. true. I've definitely been in a situation with a photographer that, was very uncomfortable and now I, again like as much as I hate thinking about those things it's I just think okay this is preparing me for the future and now I know never you know if I'm going to meet someone new bring someone with me and drive you know myself or make sure that I'm safe kind of thing mm -hmm. so that's yeah that's one side of my voice for women um mm -hmm. the other side is more positive and exciting but it is i've been you know wanting to make an impact on mental health because it's something you know close to my heart and especially with young women because i felt that i struggled a lot with again understanding my emotions and I recently get gotten in contact with a nonprofit in San Marcos where I'm going to be leading workshops for the young women that live there between the ages of 12 and 18. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to show them the amazing ways that you can find your therapy or your outlets, whether it be with gardening or um, writing a song or painting or even, you know, showing them a self-care kit or something and like having them kind of sit down and be like, okay, this today, these are our self-care items. Here's a bath bomb. Here's some face mist. Here's these little mm -hmm. things. And whenever you feel sad, just go over to your little box and like spray your face with face mist and just be grateful for these couple things. Mm -hmm. Um it's a it's a mental health center. So I'm I'm really excited about that and that's, you know, just another way that I do want to impact women. That's amazing. I love that so much. Do you think that you'll be um sharing your journey as a musical artist or is this completely kind of a separate thing from music because in my mind I was thinking, you know, how inspiring for, you know, young preteen and teenage girls to see somebody who is really doing this. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, what a dream for so many young girls to like, I mean, everybody says they want to be a singer when they <laughs> grow up, you know, but to have someone like in the flesh there with them, kind of giving them guidance. Do you think you'll talk about that? 
Yeah, I have ideas to um, bring my friend in who's a really amazing artist and have us play some songs together and then kind of segue into, you know, my life and what it developed into and how I found, you know, songwriting could just be so powerful and where it led my life. So I, yeah. I'm excited to show them where I am and be a mentor for them. That's so great. I love that. I am, um, I'm going to be putting your, uh, all of your social media handles in the, um, chat here in just a second. And while I'm doing that, um, why don't you tell me a little bit more about what, um, what you have on the horizon, what gigs you've got coming up and, and where you'd like people to go to, uh, check out more about you. Yeah, I will be releasing another song here pretty soon. I'm just working on a couple of backup um, harmony vocals and different things. So I'm hoping that will be done within the next month and a half and released and everything. So I would say in December, you can definitely expect another song from me. Um, I'll also be having a gig, like I said, at the same location that we shot the video. So if you didn't see it yet and you're joining late, you can definitely go to my YouTube and watch the video and get excited for my gig with a full band, which I, again, I haven't played with a full band for a year. So it's going to be amazing and it'll be on December 9th at 9 p.m. It's a Friday, so that's going to be fun. And that's at and seven grand, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to be playing at the holding company in February. We're still kind of figuring um, a couple of things out with that and some wineries as well coming up. So I'm slowly kind of booking things with a band again um, after kind of working on music and just developing for the past year. So that's what I have coming up. I love it. Here come those social media handles, your website, and a link to the YouTube video. It's a lot. I'll, I'll make sure that I put them in the show notes as well. Um, it's It's been really, really great hearing about, you know, your journey and um, all of the things that you have had to overcome you you have had some you've had to make big decisions in your life i mean I, i'm still thinking about moving all the way from new jersey to california you know to do this and just having to put yourself out there time and time again um and and you've you've overcome them not only that you're you're helping the next generation of singers you know learn how to uh, be empowered and and um and accomplish what they want to accomplish too. So with that, I'd love to know what is it that makes you unstoppable? I think for me, it's just trying time and time again. And even if sometimes I fail, I have come so far from where I was back in New Jersey. <clears throat> and that alone is inspiring to me, uh, doing the bodybuilding competition, doing um, this video and, you know, starting a journey as a solo artist. I think for me, it's just more and more good things are happening. And I think that alone just makes me unstoppable and, and seeing just where I've come uh, with my relationships and relationship to alcohol and confidence i've just surprised myself and made really big changes for the better and seen myself grow and i think you know if i can go a few months six months you know on a crazy diet with barely any carbs just without drinking alcohol, yeah. eating tilapia <laughs> at five in the morning. It's like, if I can go through that and then, you know, go after 
so many rejections just keep trying to do something in music it just kind of tells me that my journey's not over and that I just need to keep going mm-hmm. yeah that's great. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me tonight. It's it's really inspiring to hear your story and um, your video is amazing. I can't wait to uh, hear what you have up your sleeve next. I will be on the sidelines, you know, rooting for you, cheerleading for you. But I, I really mm -hmm. appreciate you coming on and sharing your inspiration and sharing some very vulnerable, you know, parts of yourself. That's, um, I think it's going to really be important for a lot of, um, a lot of the, our listeners to hear. And mm -hmm. I also want to thank everybody that joined us live tonight. Yeah. So happy to have you here with us. Um, we're going to give Lissa her evening back and, uh, don't, uh, don't forget to go check out her video on YouTube. I have all of her social media links, um, in the comments. So please like and follow everything that she does. And we can't wait to see where you go next with everything. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's been so much fun. Great. Awesome. Thank you. And good night, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career.